everybody. This is Lance Borden, and I wanted to just get on here quickly before Dr. Connie Borden and Bill Borden, my mom and dad, um, talk about staying free in part eight of this series, Healing on the Inside, to say Happy Thanksgiving. Um, Hopefully everyone uh, has either had a great Thanksgiving or is looking forward to a great Thanksgiving, depending on whenever you listen to this. But um, I just wanted to share with you a couple of quick verses. These are actually verses that my family and I, with our kids, are memorizing this week. And it's First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. And it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so there's so much in that verse, in those verses, in just a few words that can so well equip us in this time, in this season, especially with so much going on in the world around us, that no matter what the circumstance is, God's will for us is to give thanks and um, to rejoice and to pray continually. And so that's super exciting because it's simple, and I like things that are simple. And so anyway, without further ado, let's go to Dr. Connie Borden and Bill Borden in part eight of Healing on the Inside, Staying Free. Welcome to another podcast of Totally Transformed Ministries. Uh, This is Bill Borden, and I'm here with my wife, Dr. Connie Borden. Uh, We are founders of Totally Transformed Ministries, and of course, our Uh, There are many other people on the board that are with us in this ministry, but uh, we've been doing a series of healing on the inside and reviewing our foundational principles. So today uh, we're going to do part eight of this series, which is uh, what to do to stay free. So uh, staying free is so important, Connie, because you can get free, but we want to make sure we stay free. Well, the Word says who the Son has set free is free indeed. And I think a lot of people are confused because they wonder. uh, It is true that when you got saved, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, confessed your sins, asked Him to forgive you, and made Him Savior and Lord, believed that God sent Jesus to die on the cross and He rose again, that you are freed from your old man. You're freed to follow Him. You're free to be a disciple. But that gets you in the boat. you got to get to the other side of the river. And guess who doesn't want to get you to the other side of the river, for you to get to the other side of the river? Guess who doesn't want to? Bill, who? (laughs) Satan. Correct. Our enemy. Right. So first of all, he keeps you from trying to get saved. But once he realizes that battle is lost, he's done a great job over the last generations of breaking down the home, the church, and the school, which are the foundations to deliver security and principles to young boys and girls so they can grow up feeling loved and secured in the Lord and in people that love them. Instead, they deal with fathers leaving, not having a father or mother, being sometimes adopted, which can be a good thing, but there may be rejection in that, or worse, being with parents or people that really don't love them because they're wounded themselves, so they're heinously abused physically, verbally, sexually, mentally, emotionally, so many ways that I've heard over the years that there's probably nothing I haven't heard. So the bottom line is that you 
um, once are saved, you have the avenue, if you've been one of those people that haven't had a secure childhood, which is almost just about everybody these days, that hasn't had some kind of pretty deep loss, like you lost your dad in a hunting accident unexpectedly at nine years old, or something that was really purposeful, uh, driven by Satan. You know, we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers and dark, of darkness. So one thing I want to tell everybody that's listening, that if somebody did abuse you terribly or reject you, look beyond them to the Satan who was driving them. That doesn't excuse them. It just explains it. Most of the time they were hurt too and abused. And these things are generationally passed down. Unfortunately, if some, if Jesus doesn't intercept with salvation and then somebody doesn't intercept to tell people where these wounds reside in their heart and soul, how Satan's working to keep them bound. So if you've been saved and filled with the spirit, and then you've gone through healing, I'm just going to tell you that Satan doesn't like that. So he's going to try to remind you of all the lies you've believed. He's going to try to wound you again. So the process and the steps to healing, you have to stay current because hurt people hurt people, and we live in a hurt world. But at least you should be brought up to a point of wholeness of your current age and then have the tools to be able to stay unhurt or to keep short accounts or to confess your reactions and, and forgive the people that have hurt you, forgive yourself. Go through the steps and ask God to heal a current wound but I'm just telling you that Satan is not wanting you to stay free. He doesn't want to believe you to believe that you were healed. If you went through a timeline like we talked in the last podcast and a healing pro- process, he doesn't want you to believe it's real. And so what you have to do is, first of all, practice the five R's and recognize that he's lying to you about the process of freedom and healing that you've reached. And rehearse those verses in Isaiah 61 and Luke 4, 18 and 19, that Jesus not only came to uh, save you for eternal life and give you a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Godhead, but also to heal you from wounds where enemy sows wounds. And how I explain wounds is if you have a wound on your arm, a big gapping wound, and you don't disinfect it and stitch it up, Germs and bacteria of the air will get in there and it'll get more infected and gangrene and you would have to cut your arm off or die. Same thing emotionally, but we can't see it. If you have huge gapping wounds of rejection, hurt, uh, lie-based thinking, uh, thoughts about yourself that are not consistent with the word and you're hurt, spiritual germs get in there. Spirits of anxiety, spirits of fear, spirits of lies, spirits of low self-esteem, fear of man, fear of the future, fear of failure, Living out those dysfunctional schemas and lies that we talked about in the last podcast. That's why you need that timeline. And that's why you need the lie chart to define these lies and to use the five R's every day when you come across a lie to cast it down, meditate on God's word, and renew your mind in the word. That's what the, why this ministry is called Totally Transformed. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, 2, to prove what the acceptable will of God is. The acceptable will of God for you is to know who you are, where you came from, where you're going through the truth of God's word. And again, those five R's are found on our website, totallytransformed.org. And the five R's quickly in five words is recognize, number one. Number two, resist. Number three, rebuke. Number four, recite. Number five, rejoice. They're all very, very succinct and very, very good. Good on there. And you can download a copy of the PDF 
uh, file so you can print that off on your uh, and look at it every day. Yeah, and a full explanation of each one. Yeah, full explanation, not it's just like those five words. Every day when you get up and you set your feet down on the floor, you might as well figure you're in a spiritual battle equivalent to I sent you to a natural war over in another country like Iraq and Iran, and you have an enemy that's got weapons against you. So once you realize that and you realize your delegated authority over him, God gave us his authority over the enemy. And maybe you can look up that verse and read it uh, in a little bit about that we have the same authority Jesus did. But my point today and our point today is that once you're healed, Satan will try to talk you out of it. He'll try to take you right back to those neural pathways. And so you have to do some things to stay free because you were a survivor you were just surviving if you were in this world and you were wounded and without Jesus. What is a survivor? You're codependent on things that are bad for you. You have wounds uh, from being abused and you're placating those wounds. You're self-medicating them. You can be addicted to drugs, alcohol, pornography. You can be into illicit sex. Uh, you have bondage and strongholds, physical, spiritual, and relational, you feel like you need to escape. And the downward purpose of the enemy is that you'll divorce if you're in a marriage or commit suicide if you're in a marriage if you're not. That's just a survivor. If you're wounded and you haven't taken care of it, you could be successful and still be wounded. You're still independent from the full surrender of lordship to the Lord. You're still not whole, so you're soothing your wounds. Your self-medicators may be socially acceptable addictions like love of money, fame, protection to feel accepted, and a position rather to feel accepted and validated. Lust of the flesh, lest the eye boastful pride is the life, according to 1 John 2.16. You're still in bondage. You're kind of lukewarm. There's a lot of Christians that might be in this place. They know the Lord, but they're still wounded. So they got one foot in the world, one foot in the church, and they're drinking and doing things to self-medicate their wounds instead of really having their wounds healed and all the blockages removed like we talked about last time and being able to being able to be fully feeling one with the Lord. And if you're married, you're usually distracted. It's relational death. If you have some kind of addiction, that's going to take up all your energy and thoughts and you can't focus on your wife and your children. So you end up being a married single or if you're single, you're always looking for someone to fill that love gap but it's through counterfeit offers of the enemy. So we want you to stay free and be significant by being interdependent with Christ and others in the body of Christ that are going on the same journey you are as a Christian. You're whole up to this point because you've gone through this whole process that we've talked about uh, in these last seven or eight podcasts. You're staying whole. You're consecrated to the Lord. You're eternally minded. You know, we're dealing with a lot of things in this world, but it's not about this world. You know, it's about eternity. Whatsoever you do today that counts for that day is what really counts. And so you can even navigate some of the things, but you dwell in the secret place of the Most High under the shadow of the Almighty against whose power no foe can stand. You're bearing 30, 60, 100-fold fruit. You're purposeful and maturing going through that process of sanctification we explained on the second or third podcast. You're affecting others for the kingdom, and if you are married... You have a godly marriage united together against the enemy, raising godly children. And if you're not married, you're looking for that spouse to which you can do that and enjoy even a sexual relationship in the monogamy of marriage and the harmony of marriage with God's blessing and favor to have and raise children if that's his desire for you. So we don't want to get free 
and then go back to being a survivor or get caught up with just being successful. Our goal is to always be significant. And that doesn't mean that you can't have successful positions or you can't have money. It's just that they don't have you. Your purpose is still eternal. Your purpose is knowing that um, this is the first day of the rest of my life, but this life is very short. It's just a wisp of the wind, I think the word says, 70, 80, 90 years. And then you're going to live for eternity with what fruit that you bore. So that's, that's something to really realize. And it's also something to realize that the enemy doesn't want you to be free. He had you in bondage at one time. He wants to take you back to bondage. So now we're going to talk to finish this podcast. What do you do to stay free? Well, it's really what you should have done to be a disciple of Christ when you got saved, because you were supposed to make him Savior and Lord, right? But sometimes this is not reiterated enough or emphasized enough in the church. And lots of times, even if it is and people are wounded, they can't get there. So they meditate on the word, but they have this gapping hurt and wound or desire to be loved and they don't feel loved or they don't feel what they're saying. Jesus um, forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. They don't feel that. They don't believe it because they believe the lies that somebody else told them or they're reacting out of the wounds like we've talked about. So then they can easily be brought uh, back to being a survival or just being successful in this world and being pleasers of other people. But if you're both saved, filled with the Holy Spirit and healed, through the process that we're talking about, that Jesus talked about in Isaiah 61 and Luke 4, 18 and 19, then we're saying you still need to be a disciple. You still need to build your spirit, right? You, you were saying in the last podcast that you build your spirit every day by meditating on the word, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so what we basically want to talk about right now in the last few minutes is once you get free, you have to do things to stay free. You just can't go back on your laurels and say, hey, I'm not in an act of warfare here. So basically tell me as a disciple of Christ what you do to build your spirit because I'm telling you, even though people are Christians, somehow they think, just like if if you didn't eat, you'd get physically weak and die. Some way they think you cannot eat spiritually through the things we're going to talk about now and they won't get spiritually dead or complacent, or despondent, or lukewarm. And then enemy will come in with all these lies and probably people to try to wound you again. So what are some things you well, the analogy you uh, to the spiritual man is our physical body, right? Right. Um, we just not just a couple of days ago, uh, you or I or both of us in the last week or so had not eaten much one day and had not really drank any water much. And we're bo- both just kind of um, very listless and tired and, and don't have any energy and we're thinking, why do I feel this way? Am I getting sick or what? And I realized, hey, we hadn't eaten anything today. Yeah. We haven't drank much water today. Right. And so without eating and drinking, the physical man's going to get weaker. And you're going to feel listless and uh, you have no energy. And all you want to do is go lay down and do nothing. Well, the same thing with our spiritual man. We have to eat. We have to drink. And what is that? We're eating and drinking the word. And we're receiving all that God has to breathe into us. So what I do on a practical nature, another tool like we talked about in the last podcast, 
is I memorize scripture and I always go through and some of the, I either learn a new scripture like every week or, or every month so that I'm keeping, you know, uh, keeping up with uh, new scriptures or, and, or I review scriptures every single day. And I use a tool called scripture typer and I'm sure there's other apps for your phone out there. But this one I use is Scripture Typer. Uh, it's Word Scripture, T-Y-P-E-R, Scripture Typer. And I downloaded it. It's a free app. You can pay for it and do have more bells and whistles if you want. But uh, that's what I use on a daily basis. And it reminds me uh, when I've missed a Scripture. And uh, it brings up the la- you know one or two a day for me to go over. And if I know it, it helps me to review that Scripture where it is and what it says, and that you can do an entire two, three, four, five scriptures at a time in one setting, or however you want to do it. But that's a great way for me to stay in a scripture. And then what I do is I meditate on it also. So not only do I memorize it, but I'm meditating what do those words mean. And then sometimes I will go take that same scripture and write it down in my journal, a spiral uh, notebook, and I go look every single word up in that verse. Look it up in the in the dictionary. Look it up in one of the real dictionaries, like the what is it? The 1812, is it 18? No, 1828. Yeah. 1816 or 12? No, it was 1812. I think anyway. It's the original dictionary original, by Noah uh, Webster. Dictionary that uh, Webster no, did, uh-huh. and uh, because the newest uh, dictionaries sometimes don't have really great meanings because they they think they that don't have scriptural meanings, have meanings. yeah and they don't they, they think that social. words evolve like so many things nowadays and they're not sticking to the true meaning well, anyway so i look up each word individually write it out and then i kind of summarize it and highlight certain words in each de- the definition of each word right and in our five r's to victory to your thought life it says you can even personalize the word put yourself in it god has not given me a spirit of fear, but he's given me power and love and a sound mind. And you can also harmonize it. Sometimes if you sing the scripture, you'll go into worship, just put some tune to it and start worshiping the Lord. But basically you're talking about eating the word to build your spiritual man to be healthy. Okay. So that's just necessary right after you become a Christian and right after you become healed of wounds and really your whole entire life, if you want to stay strong spiritually but then also we have to recognize bill that in this life we'll have trial tribulation and persecution jesus said in 1633 in this world you'll have trial and tribulation but be of good cheer i've overcome its ability to harm you so if you have that understanding that this trial is to sanctify me it's to make me close to the lord or whatever he's trying to do it's to teach me to be an overcomer uh, you were going to give that verse about his delegated authority um, from the last podcast about at the end of the gospels he said i've given you the authority to tread on serpents and all manner of evil so maybe we'll have time today but the bottom line is you've got to remember that if you're in a trial and you're in christ all things work together for good to them who love god and are called according to his purpose if you're persecuted he said rejoice because you're doing something right for the kingdom they persecuted me before you and if you're receiving some kind of discipline a father disciplines his child so he'll bear more fruit so our heavenly father also disciplines us to bear more fruit but if you're really walking in the lord and you're healed and you're in the word and you're in fellowship 
and you're seeking God's kingdom and to be significant, as I explained at the beginning of this podcast, you're repenting quickly if you miss it, you're forgiving quickly, you're keeping short accounts, you're practicing the five R's and thinking uh, what you're thinking about, you're guarding your heart and evaluating what you're taking in. You can't watch R and X-rated movies and take on smut because your mind's like a computer, evil in, evil out. And, you know, every day we pray the Lord's Prayer. We put on the full armor of God that's in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Um, we fellowship with like-minded people because Proverbs 27, 17 says iron sharpens iron. And we practice God's presence through prayer, praise, and, and worship. And so, and we know that Satan was defeated at Calvary. We have the authority. When Jesus left, he gave us the authority and sent the Holy Spirit. So what's the scripture say about that? Yes, one of my scriptures that I memorize. In fact, it says, when I open it up, it says, due in 14 days. <laughs> so I'll be going over this scripture again in, in two weeks. Uh, in Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke 10, 19. And I just want to say something about the last R in uh, Five R's of Victory to Your Thought Life. There's something called a sacrifice of praise. In your deepest trial, if you praise the Lord for who he is, what he's done for you, what you have and your blessings, even though you're going through a trial, that doesn't mean the trial's not there. That helps you to get, switch your paradigm and think about the Lord and think about how he's got you through different trials and tribulations in the past and how you've always been victorious. It's called rehearsing your victories. Submit yourself to the Lord, rehearse your victories mm -hmm. and recognize what he's done before and believe that this is going to work out for your good some way or another, though it doesn't seem like it in the and present. And that gets us to rejoicing, doesn't it? Because Absolutely. we start rejoicing when we realize and remember all of our victories. We thank the Lord for that. Right, and I think what we have to understand is that the enemy never wants you to be saved. He never wants you to be filled with the Spirit. He never wants you to be significant, and he never wants you to be healed and free. Never. So he is always there, but we don't have to fear that because of the Scripture you just read and you've memorized, mm -hmm. and we don't have to let that overtake us. But if we're weak spiritually, if we're wounded in our soul and broken in our heart. We need to take care of these things because we are triune, as we've explained in this series. We are spirit, soul, and body. If one part's crippled, it affects the other. You have to do what you should do in all three parts. So, Bill, what I would like to do is just pray first, and I was going to do this in the last uh, podcast, but I decided to do it in this one, where I could pray first and just have anybody that's listening to us bring up a hurt they have and pray for them like I would in, with somebody in person. And then I'd like you to close this in prayer okay. to put a um, you know closure on all this series. I just really exhort people to go back and listen to all of them. Uh, you can also get the book um, and review these principles very easily. So and again, Lord, the, book, the book is Saved But Not Free. You can get it, the book at savedbutnotfree.com. Dot com, all one word, savedbutnotfree.com. Right. Or you can go to Amazon and buy right. it there. Right. And, you know, some of these series are in their entirety even more. If you go to Totally Transformed Radio, totallytransformedradio.com, because I've done the radio show now for about 12 years. So you could listen to even more series. And we're not here just to try to sell books or try to sell anything. We're just here to try to help you to be free in your spirit, man, soul, and body. 
Lord Jesus, I just thank you that we don't know who's listening to us right now, but you do, man, woman, or child. I thank you, Lord, that there's no distance in prayer, that the Spirit is with them, just like they're with us all over this world. And I just pray, Lord God, that as a memory comes up, some horrific trauma, and you can heal many memories in one prayer, as they think about that memory, Lord God, I just pray that they will have the freedom to confess anger, resentment, bitterness, fear, rejection, self-rejection, anything that they're thinking that came out of that wound, and to forgive the people or persons that hurt them, disinfecting and cleansing that wound or wounds. Lord, I pray that you would touch them with the healing balm of Gilead. Lord, you would just come down wherever they are in the world and touch that wound or wounds and heal them, as you said in Isaiah 61, that you've come to heal the brokenhearted and set at liberty those that are bound. I call cast down every lie that they've ever believed, Lord. If they have a lie chart, if they don't, if they've thought they're useless or worthless or never amount to anything, or they can't function, or they're anxious or depressed or fearful, Lord, I cast down those lies because you've not given anybody a spirit of fear. You've only given them power and love and a sound mind. I call down any strongholds of anxiety, of depression, of worthlessness, of low self-esteem, of fear of man. Uh, If you're listening to me, put in what is something that has a stronghold on you, something that holds you back from surrendering to the Lord. Put it in and cast it down. Lord, I cast it down right now in Jesus' name. And I just pray, Lord, you would saturate these people, this person, with your love, because perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. I pray in the openness of their heart that's cleansed out and disinfected, and the lies that are cast down, and they're open to you, that you'd saturate them with that perfect love of yours, and that you would also give them that peace that passes all understanding. Give that to them right now. It's not a peace that the world gives. It's your peace. If they'll cast down anxiety and fear, heal and submit to you, Lord, you will meet them exactly where they are. Lord, let them know that this process can be done by them through the guidelines that we've been given and help them, Lord, to be healed and set free because you've died on the cross for that for them. In Jesus' name we pray. And Lord, I just pray that you'd make people aware. Make them aware, Lord Jesus, of the areas where they have had hurts or wounds by going through the timeline we spoke about in the last podcast and receiving the complete healing that you have for them, Lord. I pray, O oh God, that they would create a uh, daily action to be in your word, to memorize and meditate on your word, and to have a time of prayer every day. Lord, even if it's uh, for a short time, time of prayer and communication with you, Lord, and for them just to be honest with you about their hurts or wounds, honest about what they're going through, Lord, because you hear their honesty. Yes, Lord. You don't want performance. You don't want just a rote prayer. You want honesty. You want realness. And Lord, I just pray that everyone that heard this podcast today would take that to heart 
and they would be real with you on a daily basis and want to get to know you, Lord, as they pour out their hearts to you and as they learn your scripture and meditate. And if they meditate, then they know what you're all about. They will know your will. And we thank you for that, Lord. I just heard the Holy Spirit say, uh, there's no sin, sin or sins that you've ever committed that if you're contrite and you confess them and ask God to forgive you, he will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's what the word says, confess your sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And also I heard, but I'm in such a deep pit, it's too late. And I remember the word says there's no pit so deep, or actually Corey Ten Boom said this, I think she referred to a scripture, but this was the phrase, there's no pit so deep that God is not deeper still. So Lord, I just send that out to who needs that today. In addition to what Bill prayed, heal your people, heal them and give them the discipline to stay free so they can be significant for kingdom building their entire life because it's all about your kingdom and eternity where we will rule and reign with you forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. 